1: here every week win lose or draw talking all things united this is the united people's podcast
0: yes everybody welcome to another episode of the united people's podcast hey, look it's me and bal you get the best two people from the podcast you kick everyone else out by popular request it's just me that way it's not just popular request but bal <laughs> how you doing buddy look oh, it really? was um we're going we're going to go straight into that the last game here before this international break. Finally, we can sort of sit back, maybe kind of assess what's happened in these last couple of months. I want to ask you a little bit later in the pod if you can give this season sort of a grade between A and F for how you think it's been getting on so far. We'll talk about that later. But how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate.
1: Just a long, busy, tiring weekend with family family and kids. But Family, yeah, a.k.a.
0: going to bed at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> like
1: my, my, my mother-in-law came around for afternoon tea. I ate and I said, Mrs... I'm going upstairs and I'm watching the match in the bedroom. I took two, I I've got a projector screen and just projected it onto the wall opposite my bed. <laughs> I just lay there and watch the game. And my son came in for the second hour. So, oh, mate, was I'll tell good. you what,
0: that, that first 60 minutes could have put you to sleep. It was, um, mate, it's I, 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 something I'm finding really strange, right? I know Ten Hag, he won't do it, right? He won't use uh, every games every three days as, as an excuse, but... It's natural, right? When you're playing in the sort of intensity that Ten Hag wants, maybe you could do it if you're a different sort of team, right? But the way he's playing, the way he wants United to be on the front foot, it's a tiring. It's a tiring way to play football, and it's having an impact. It's had an impact on the West Ham game at uh, uh, Old Trafford, had an impact on the, probably both Betis games, definitely had an impact there in the first seventy against Fulham. Um, it's I, I kind of feel like the way I want to describe it is kind of, it feels like we're a bit we're kind of overachieving for where we, nah. we would be at this point in the season. It's what nineteenth of March. We're still the only team in four competitions, and we're still in all. Well, we won one of them. We're in the other ones. Well, the we're effort, not. might as discount the league now. Eh, yeah, I suppose. We're, well, technically, we're still in. We're <laughs> third, right? We're third sure. again. That's pretty much as good as we could have expected this season. You know, what's what's your take on that on that game against Fulham? Because it was six, seventy minutes of just like head in hand. Followed by probably the maddest 90 seconds you're ever likely to see this season. Yeah. And then United sort of turned the screw 1 3 1. I, I think I was
1: watching the game first half and I was saying to Matt and a couple of others, like, n- we've got no control over this game at all no, in, really. in all aspects. Um, up front, Sancho, Wegos just going through the motions, weren't in the game at all. Bruno had a very poor game first half, giving the ball away. But that's Bruno's game. He He tries things and. He'll give the ball away. Um But it's more so in the middle. Caserio's absence was there to see Massavisa Bitsa and McTominay didn't really get a strangle and, and Paolino was basically running the game for the, for the first half. I mean, the commentators, I think, went a bit overboard at how bad they made it sound like. They hardly didn't make a save first half. They didn't create nothing. They hoffed and puffed, but the only one went, the looping header, which any keeper in the world should save.
0: They Nothing sent in a lot of balls into the box, weren't it? It's yeah. obviously that Marco Silva had tasked them with, with playing like that. Uh, and maybe even if Rafael Varane was fit, he might have started Maguire for that. But it was the problem for me in that first half, right? And this is, it's not something that we are just seeing in this one game. And this is proof, again, that we, we need more in, in the summer, yeah. right? You take Casemiro and Eriksen out of this team. He, you say about every team, right? You take the two best midfielders out of any team they're going to be a lesser team. But yeah. the drop-off between Casemiro and yeah. Ericsson and you've got Matome, Sibitsa, right? But we can all make this judgment right now. He's not number six. Right? Sabitzer. his strength comes on the edge of the opponent's box, yeah, right? It's no. kind of like Fred. It's very similar to Fred in that aspect. But every time that Maguire and Martinez had the ball, there was never really a, a, someone dropping in between the centre-backs. That's what Casemiro always does, right? And then without that, we had no, we couldn't pass it through the middle. It was going to the full-backs and it was getting lumped long. Yeah, it was just a, the lack of control was was startling, really. It and, wasn't yeah,
1: it. and then you like the second uh, you could hear like the jeers as soon as we went one 0 down, like when Maguire getting the ball, but he's not going to just constantly just play that ping out to the wing or because then you're just going to become predictable. You, you you have to take the game, play through the line, play through the channels, but play through the through the lines, through defense, into midfield, into well, attack.
0: Why? Why do you think people were jeering Maguire? It's, it's, for just, me, it's just it was,
1: a fucking he, easy thing to do, isn't it? I don't think he had a particularly uh, good game, but he's just an easy target in terms of let's get on his back.
0: I don't think it was that. I think that I think I feel like the reason they were jeering him was because of how much slower oh, yeah. he was to bring the ball yeah. out compared to and when Martinez did it. He, he takes mm. a couple of skips forward. But, but then the
1: we discussed touching on it the other day. That's just probably a lack of confidence and belief in your own game and stuff. Because if yeah. when you're at the top of the game, you'll take those chances because you know what I can fucking do that. Where he's probably because he played yeah, it right away. At best, he's, he's, probably, he? Yeah, he's probably got that element of doubt um, in in his mind. But um, but yeah, it's just I was just watching that game, thinking this is how quickly like your, your season could potentially unravel. Like we just we are on literally it's all or nothing now with the cup. so Either you, you go all the way or you can potentially, I mean, like, I look, Seville lost again today. So, they, yeah, they? they're, 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 two, they're two points clear of the drop zone.
0: <laughs> I did not know mate, they were the, doing that in the league. There,
1: there is a, there is like a three-point gap between 20th and like 14th in, in the league. I, I, was having, I, I, I was, did not I was, know I was, that.
0: Kinetic, uh, do you know if we've got Alex Teller's cup tied? Uh, I'm,
1: I'm not sure. They are, are uh, 14th on 28 points. Um, and Valencia and Al- Al- Almira are two points behind, second from bottom. So there's, Jeez, two, there's three there? points separate 13th to
0: 19th in La Liga. I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you're looking at that, United's certainly favourites against, against Sevilla, but it's. Do you, do you expect or hope, I suppose, more than expect, that after this international break, Everyone's going to have a little bit more juice in the tank.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would hope so. I mean, the the likes of obviously Buran, Sancho, um, Martial's now got two weeks of pure training. I, mean, I don't know how far away he is. Um, but Argentina have only got friendlies. Brazil have only got friendlies. So they, they'll just be they'll they'll be easy games, which they'll just coast through. Um, it's I think it's more just the English lads, really. Um,
0: where they've got two, Mate, Rashford, two competitive Rashford, games. Rashford, definitely. If we're talking about players that need a break, I'm putting probably two names at the top of that list is Bruno and Rashford. Yeah. Uh, that stat blew, blew my mind when I found out this week that he's played more minutes than any mm-hmm. player in Europe's top five leagues, ahead of all goalkeepers as yeah. well. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, wow, how, is, how is that possible? <laughs> but Bruno today was... Um, look, let's... <clears throat> let's uh, I'll quickly pull up this... Um, uh, voice chat here that uh, Alex sent in from the community because he's touched on what we just mentioned there about McTominay and Maguire. Can we safely assume now it's no longer safe to play McTominay and Maguire starting at the same time? And also, can we say that they're definitely going to go in the summer? So, uh, I don't. I personally think Maguire has gone in the summer. I think we've spoken about it quite a few times. I think for his own career, we get we'll get good money. Some, this summer is going to be where United actually finally get decent money for decent squad players. And I reckon Maguire and McTominay are two of them. don't know if they're both guys. I mean, I've, I'd personally keep McTominay. Um, I think he's a good squad player. He's not going to be on a
1: huge salary. Um, obviously, homegrown as well through the academy. Um, and he had a game like last week against Southampton. The 10 men. Yeah. He, he actually had a really, really good game. Yeah, he did have there's, a good game. There. There's elements of McTominay's game. He's not
0: going to have the confidence of what, like, a Casemiro can do or an Ericsson can do on the ball where are you playing then like where because like, if, if you're looking there today right Casemiro's gone all of us are looking probably at McTominay as the most likely person currently in this squad who might be able to do something that Casemiro does but he doesn't like receipt he doesn't yeah. like showing for the ball like where he's he's a bit like Fred like he would probably be better towards yeah. the edge of the opposition's box
1: yeah I, I think that, that's why we probably I don't think we have seen McFred much this season them both them yeah. to both playing together, um. But you've got you got to understand. You're coming to a point in the season now. Like we've got suspensions, not three games like Casemiro, we're carrying injuries. You're gonna to have to rotate your team. You're not gonna be able to have. If you if you as a Premiership manager, or any manager had your whole squad at your disposal every game, you're a very very fortunate manager. And that's the point Eric Ten Hard making about Arsenal the other day, like. Other than to the Jesus injury, the vast majority of their team have played every single league game, and yeah. we, we we touched upon it. It's like makes a big ha- difference. He with this with the squad he's got, evidently Anthony Martial is his number one striker. Who he who we would play based on who he's got at his disposal, but we he's not he started a game since January, and like yeah. we're now we're now yeah, touching 90. Easter. Um.
0: I reckon was going to Yeah,
1: there's of no doubt, doubt to that, but it's a case of the difference in how we'd play as a team or how we'd set up or how we want us to play. Um,
0: well, mate, if, if, if you're looking at how we played in that game there, right, it's, it was 65 minutes of Fulham. The goal was coming, right? Mm, yeah. The goal, it felt like it was coming the whole game. Uh, and then they got it and then you're like, I, I didn't know. I didn't see where anything was coming from. And I've got to say, Anthony had a big old impact from that bench today uh he he definitely adds i think it was mentioned by lee dixon i'm not i can't believe i'm about to compliment lee dixon's commentary here but he was talking about how sancho kind of drifted inside whereas Ant- anthony went out hugged the wing stretched that defense out he got robinson on a yellow quite quickly and he caused problems i think the goal came from bruno i think he knocked it long for anthony and he oh, mate when he had the ball there i was like Please, no, we've it, discussed it like, the other day.
1: He was going through my mind the, the same time. <laughs> I
0: was like, please just square. Like, he's so obviously there. Please square it. Handball. Everyone's like, oh, United got lucky. Like, William handled it on the line. Like, you're an idiot. Like, you're getting sent off. I, I can't believe what Fulham did, though. <laughs> like, what happened? What happened? I think Marco Silva. He, came, he, tried he, to... he said he got sent off
1: for coming out of his technical area. I think there's a, the rule is nobody's allowed to approach a referee when they're doing a VAR right. check and he clearly did that uh, so he, he got sent so off bl- and bl- bl- mitrovic <laughs> I, I would just wait for him to just crack the referee around the jaw uh, <laughs> he, he just
0: remember mascarano did it against uh, united yeah. Liverpool, he just he he just lost it um, uh, three red cards in 90 seconds we're 1-0 one 0 one one nil down we've gone from that to a penalty and bruno like to his credit that was a super composed penalty um, because I, you, you imagine, right? Had they saved that penalty, Fulham would have been G'd up, man. They would have just done like like nine men on the line for the last like 15 minutes and we might not have got a result. Got that goal. What is it? 90 seconds after that, we scored the winner. Well, not the winner. We scored the third as well, but are getting a good goal. Nice move from United. Second, What what's your takeaway from that second half? Are you looking at and saying, oh, well, mate, they had nine men. <laughs> well, of course they're going to do it. I'm looking at it saying like, United in in the second halves at Old Trafford, we do obviously. There's a little bit different today. There's three red cards. That does give you a massive advantage. But we can't. We forced it. I feel like we forced yeah, it. A I mean, bit. for
1: me, what the what the results end of the season uh, end of the uh, season? There, results matter. The, the, it, we could have played our best game of the season and not hit a barn door um, finishing wise, and we'd be out of the cup. But we've had the opposition implode and we've taken advantage of it and now we find ourselves in the semi-final, 90 minutes from a, a Manchester derby in the final. And then, uh, then obviously, you've got to navigate Europe on the other side. And the, the, I think we've got three league games before we start in Europe. So I think two of them are at home. Uh, Newcastle away, Everton at home, Brentford at home Yeah. before yeah. we go play Sevilla
0: at home. So three of our next four games are at home. I think, uh, I think, um, well, Ten Hag said Ericsson's back in April. We don't know when in April, but we're all just, we're all basically begging at this point that Ericsson comes back after this international break because it's a startling lack of control. So we're we're basically a transition team without Casemiro and Ericsson. We've got to go from back to front real quick because we can't really play it through the middle. There's um, a voice chat that was sent in by uh, Ant big up Ant for sending this in because he's a big fan of Paulinia. I'll be honest, we kind of all should be.
1: How much do we offer for Paulinia?" And do we try and chuck a player in as well?
0: <laughs> Not asking whether we should go after Palenya. It was like, how much do we offer for him? Like, I think that was the game at Craven Cottage as well. He was pretty good the entire game, and you saw it again today. Like, he is a tough tackle. How much did they pay? Like, oh, 20 I was more, actually, I building, that now. Um, I think that I think it was around 20, twenty million. million yeah, man. Jeez. like you can get money for you can get value for money for signings, and like you're looking at someone like him. He's the perfect person to have alongside Casemiro, right? In terms of the squad, I'm not saying that you would start them both uh-huh. every week because it's probably a little bit too uh, defensive. But guy was massive mm. today, and someone's got to go after him.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think he'll be up full Fulham next season. Um, I think it's 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 like that type of blow. Like, people say like, where are? And I always say, where are all the big clubs with their scouts when they go and spend stupid money on like now, for example. Whatever. Mauricio Caicedo was available for what? What did Brighton pay? A million or whatever <laughs> pennies they paid?
0: Less than five mil pennies. Crazy. And now that you're talking
1: <laughs> seventy, eighty million. Was it that got rejected in this, in, in January from Arsenal? Um, that
0: was big for so to do that. it's.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I really like him, man. I'm thinking off air. He's like <laughs> perfect for somebody like Liverpool, who who really really struggling in midfield and think they need numbers there. I think it's an easy signing for them, whereas we can see we're looking at somebody who's going to sit in alongside Casemiro and compliment him. I,
0: I think I think if we, were t- if we were taking all emotions out of it, I, I think you could objectively look at this squad and say, I think you've got Subica, Fred and McTominay, who there's quite a lot of similarities between those three as midfielders in terms of where they want to be on the pitch and where they think their strengths are. Out of the three, you're definitely keeping Fred. I think he's, uh, Fred has done a lot for, for Ten Hag this season. He's gained a lot of trust out of him. So if you're looking at Sabitzer and McTominay, I think Sabitzer has been pretty impressive since he started, came to United on loan. You're probably looking at around 20 mil for him. That's pretty cheap for a player of his age, of that calibre. I think that's good. I think there is a genuine question about whether, if you imagine it, McTominay, right? If, if he was to go, you're looking 30 mil? 20, 30 mil? Yeah. I think United never notorious to sold well. No, we're crap. That's something we've got to change. So, it's got to change this summer. Yeah. So, McTominay, if you're looking at how much other players are going for, I think 20, 30 mil is a fair fair amount. And then if you look at Paulinho, I don't know, 40, 50? Yeah. It, so, that if if Fulham doubled their money within a year, I think they'd be happy enough with that, right?
1: Yeah. They're not in a position where they probably
0: need to sell, though. I suppose they're not. Yeah, I suppose they're not. And fair play to Brighton for not selling as well. I so He's, he's 27 now so he's a good player and it's a fair it's a fair question and uh, the, the we need, this is what I mean man like I know we need a number 9 this summer but we need more in midfield like not not as important as a pure number 9 but you've got to get both this summer uh, I don't know this I ten mean got I, I really
1: like um, the young lad at Brighton Evan Ferguson what can I say though? Evan Ferguson
0: oh Evan and Ferguson she's, he's a goal, she's goal today Mate, that oh, was oh. dirty. That was like a touch of <laughs> what, a touch on the turn and then it was just a, a side foot He's finish a, on the ground. Yeah. He's eighteen, yeah, 18. isn't
1: he? Two goals. Two, two took him while well. um but again They
0: got they got him from where where did they get him from they got him from uh Northern Ireland, did didn't they? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let's have a look. Bohemians. Bought him from Bohemians. Look at that.
1: So I mean v- this is
0: a thing now like League of Ireland, not Northern.
1: With this the so much demand for like top four and stuff, we can play Clubs are happy to kind of let a player go elsewhere, and then we'll pick him up. I mean, is I mean, if you think about what did we pay for? Um, Amad and Palistri? I think mean, like thirty odd I million each. That. And
0: I think Palistri was like ten mil. Ahmad yeah. was about thirty. Yeah. Odd. So I mean, fifty fifty, basically fifty and between. Them. And
1: he's having a really good season in the championship. Um, at Sunderland. So, um, but yeah, like this, as I said it's. After internationals take stock, that that Newcastle game is going to be big in the sense that you lose there, things shit, as Jamie Carragher said on the weekend. Suddenly, then it is a top four race, and then
0: they're going to be so jipped because we beat him in the League Cup yeah. final, because we don't have Casemiro, because it's at Saint James's Park. <clears throat> there's a couple of things all added into mm-hmm. what will probably be. If, and United won't if, have control if we, if we play they. like we did today. We, we we lose that game. We have to. they they come out pretty fast and strong yeah. uh, at Saint James's Park. They've scored quite a few early goals this season, yeah. and United quite a few times this season. Have had slow starts two games, yeah. and that you definitely can't do that. But like, if you if we were to try and like kind of take stock of, mate, it's been a mad few, couple of months. Yeah. It really has been. Like every three days, no, if you imagine
1: I well, the stats since the World Cup, we've had twenty-five games of which we've lost two.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> you, you've got to take some context. Mate, no, it's, 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 it's incredible. Uh, we are definitely overachieving at this point in the season con, uh, com, compared to expectations going into it. At the end of the season, I'm not, I'm not saying we've overachieved if we've won a League Cup and we got knocked out in the FA Cup semi and we got knocked out in the Europa Quarters. But where we are now, we've done extremely well. Do you reckon, you mentioned it earlier, right? And, and it's kind of known as, an, as a characteristic of Ten Hag Ajax and his lack of rotation. He likes his strong eleven. Not in not in a merino type way, where he just like refuses to make any changes because Ten Hag will happily change a game in a game like Anthony today, again. That helped change the game for United. Uh, do you feel like the the lack of rotation? I thought that if it was gonna bite us, it kind of already would yeah. have. I'm not tempting oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not tempting fate in saying that, but I would I expected it to be worse at this yeah, point I, I, given I think the lack of rotation.
1: We, January is case of you know what, let's get to the international break. And um, we're there, we've got, we're still in the FA Cup, still in Euro Europa League. Okay, we're still very well placed in the league to, to finish top four. Um, And you don't want a Stockholm type situation where if you don't win the final, you're playing in the Europa League next year. You want to kind of yeah, go yeah. there with little pressure of needing to win, but more kind of wanting to go there with the confidence wanting to win. Um, where you're not playing with that added pressure, that like, shit. This is the knock-on effect of us losing this game. Um, so, I mean, you've still got a, a lot of work to do. I think I think we'll probably get you if you beat Seville, it will be Juventus in the semi-final. It'll be two two tough games, but second yeah, if Old Trafford, you, I'll take that all day long,
0: mate. So, Sevilla, I didn't realize how bad Seville are doing this season. Juve are a mid-table team right now. When well, well,
1: we say that. Juventus would be comfortably second in your uh, La um, Serie A had they not had the points deduction.
0: Oh shit, didn't think about that.
1: They'd the, the be seconds, but it's obviously now you're factoring in, take the take the 15 points off and you're, oh yeah, they're sixth, but they're actually not. Um, so it's going to be a very difficult game.
0: Well, but, And I'll be honest, if you're looking at the FA Cup as well, Brighton in the semi, yeah. that's going to be hard, man. They are a really... Enjoyable team to watch. Yeah. They've got a lot of good players. McAllister. They've got um, obviously Caicedo in the middle. Evan Ferguson now doing Matoma, it up front. Estupinian. Vatoma. Uh, th- their scouting system is very, very good. They're, they're clearly good at identifying that means he's players.
1: From Newton Heath to the Busby Babe, Fergie time to the class of '92. This is the United People's Podcast.
0: I said to you at the start of the show, right? If you're going to try and rate this season to this point. Give it a grade from A to F. What what would you say is a fair a fair a fair grade at this point? Given as I said, we're third, won the league cup, in the Europa quarters, in the FA Cup semi. It's it, it would be have to be a very very high B. I think that's fair. I was going to go for a B as well. But I think that A A
1: would be you're in a title race, or A plus is basically oh where Arsenal are now, um, yeah. and it's just those little games where we had a lack of, lack of concentration I think Southampton we were just unlucky with having to play 60 minutes with 10 men and probably still should have won the game but you can understand why that result hasn't gone in your favour but it was the game against Leeds at home, Palace away and then mm. losing losing Casemiro the way we did it against Palace then for the Arsenal game because um, you beat Palace you then go into that Arsenal game thinking shit if we beat them we're a point or two behind. I think that's all that they, they gap would have been. But it ended up yeah. being eight or nine. And since then, they've just stretched that lead week by week by week. Um, Arsenal
0: look good, man. Arsenal look good, Dave. That was a proper, like, uh, sort of easy, comfortable smashing of Crystal Palace yeah. uh, at, at the end. Of so they look good, like, fair play to them. Like, we're not in that conversation this year. No United fan ever really entertained yeah. it. But in terms of, compared to expectations, I would say we're at an A. Like, because I didn't. Yeah. Expect oh, yeah. Totally. To yeah. Here.
1: Totally. We start the season. It's in, you enter four competitions at the start of the season. We could potentially walk away with three of them. We're still in a very and, good job.
0: and and finished third as well. Yeah. Like, it's, it's looking at that league table. Uh, it's it's a shame that our probably our one of our biggest games remaining this season is our first game back. And yeah, Newcastle away because notoriously. I say notoriously, it's happened like once or twice, but our, like the length of time there was between Arsenal at home and City away and we got pumped because the players yeah. just weren't on it. Yeah, they yeah. weren't training, they weren't in the in the focus, they weren't focused at all. I imagine we're going to have a little bit of that going into that game at St. James's Park and they start fast.
1: Yeah, but the same thing on that, that same weekend, I think um, Liverpool go to the Emirates, um, Spurs are just going to do what Spurs do. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just implode.
0: Um, Antonio Conte, Hey, eh? Do you remember that was that was a that was a genuine thing, wasn't it, at one point? But it, p- after Solskjaer got sacked, yeah, it was a big a, clamor from some fans. It's no great. You can see he's a Jose. It's a Jose uh, Mark II. I don't know how they managed to replace Jose with a more with more of a Jose. Like Spurs fans are kind of like It's 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 peak Conte, you like, When it when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's like I mean, he's not he's not lying, right, in what he's talking about. But it's 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 the similar sort of thing to Ronaldo attacking the Glazers hey. in his in his interview to get himself sacked. He's like, I know yeah. you're right, but mate, you could have mentioned this about I don't know, <laughs> two months ago, you know what I mean? <laughs> Probably would have had more of an impact at that point. But, but mate, I'm I'm just I was ex- if if you're even looking at the performances right, these last few games, right? Let's go back up here. Uh taking into account that first sixty five, seventy minutes against Fulham. Uh, away at Real Betis, it wasn't the best of games. Rashford came up with the the goods. Even in these probably last four or five games where I think it started to affect these players, after the the League Cup, it felt like they lost a bit of energy that they couldn't quite find again. Because that was like, they were building up to that, building up to winning that trophy. Got it. Mm. And now it, it feels like they don't have a marker in front of them that they can aim towards. But still at that same time, we've still beaten Betis twice we've still come through that game against Fulham we're still we're still doing everything that we need to do even without Casemiro now without Ericsson for the last however many games and it's just I'm impressed I really am impressed of course it could it could all go to pot. Brighton Brighton is no pushover if we're going to win the FA Cup we have to get past Brighton and beat Man beat City in the first What is the first we don't play them in a final. No, I, don't have, in... I don't
1: think there has been a Manchester much uh, match final. I don't think
0: there has. We had, remember that there was like a three-year period where we played them in every fucking League every Cup final, every Cup semi. We had yeah. that League Cup double. I think we had the FA Cup semi as well that year. I think Solskjaer had the FA Cup semi against them.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that would be a hell of a game. But to get past Brighton in itself is going to be difficult. But I'm just glad that we can go into the international break uh, sort of smiling uh, with, with a... Bit of a positive vibe, right?
1: Yeah, because you 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 could have gone out of the cup today, and then we're like, shit, it's just all 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 eggs in the Europa League basket now, and it's great to be in this situation whereby because obviously now with that the Chelsea game has been postponed, um, there's two three weeks we've got between now and the end of the season where the Chelsea and the Brighton games are going to have to go, so if yeah. we want to win. Or participate in both the Europa League and um, FA Cup finals, we're going to have to play every midweek from coming back after the international break to, all the way to May, end of May. the FA Cup final is in, is in June. No, yeah, yeah, it's, it's. Is it? Yeah, yeah.
0: What? Because the
1: final. the um, Europa League final is on May the thirty first.
0: Third of June. That's mad. That's mad.
1: <laughs> so we could we, we could literally like all being well. I mean, because uh, uh, it was, it was, I was supposed to go to a gig on the Friday after <laughs> monkeys in Manchester. I was like, it's just a matter of I can't commit because all being well, I want to be in Budapest until Thursday. Come back. <laughs> come back Thursday. I go, then I can't go, then go to a gig on Friday and then potentially go to Wembley on a Saturday for a final. I was like, mate, I like, asking for a divorce that is. <laughs> hey,
0: it'd be a good week, though. It yeah, might, some be... might say it's worth it. You know what yeah. I mean? We, we, can let the, we can let the podcast listeners decide whether your marriage is more important <laughs> than the Arctic Monkeys in between a Europa League final and potentially an FA Cup final. I think we know what everyone's yeah. going to say. I'll be honest. It looks like you're going to the gig. <laughs> uh-huh. But look, man, thanks for coming on tonight. It's been... A, a, it's been mad covering everything as well. i have been like trying to do a podcast every like three or four days. And it's been enjoyable, wild, but not as wild as that 90 seconds in that game. So <laughs> say, say thank you very much to Mitrovic for being an absolute twat. Like, you just don't push refs. Like, come on, man. Like, Darren
1: Bent was on Twitter. It's like, so Mitrovic gets a red card for nudging the ref, but <laughs> Bruno got away with pushing the lines right and Liverpool's <laughs> like... He didn't push. He just kind of, okay, get out of my way.
0: Well, no, but, the <laughs> Lino pulled him first. And he was like, mate, get off me. If, yeah. the, ref, if the ref grabs uh, Mitrovic's shirt and then he pushes him off, he's like, all right, fair enough. But yeah, they lost their heads. We took advantage. 3-1. Happy days. Europa League quarter. Guess FA Cup semi. Won the League Cup. Third in the league. At this point in the season, we're ahead of expectations. Let's hope somehow that we can gain a bit of energy in this international break because you can see the fatigue. Ten Hag won't say it because he doesn't want to use it as an excuse, but we can say it as fans. Clearly, it's impacting us now. Uh, Uh, They
1: need some warm weather training somewhere.
0: Right, They just need a bath, just like a two-week jacuzzi. (laughs) That's what they need. Or like an ass bath, sod nice. But look, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Appreciate you coming on, Bell. Uh, And we'll be back. I don't know. We'll probably do a podcast later in the week or something. Depends on what happens. There'll
1: be be something with the uh, the take, I would imagine now. Yeah, there is. We didn't
0: really, we didn't really brush over it, but uh, obviously the Qatari meetings are taking place. So have the, um, uh, Jim Ratcliffe's. So I imagine in the next 10 days, that's the expectation, the actual formalized second bids are going in and we can talk about them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll just, I'll just, in, just, um, interested to in see the other day, like the Qatari's apparently were there for like 10 hours and Jim, Ruff, Jim Ratcliffe for two or three hours. He was, he was there leaving quite publicly as well, the way he left.
0: Yeah. yeah. The public thing was an interesting point of view. Um, I, from a PR perspective, that's quite an important. In my opinion, that's quite an important part of the Jim Ratcliffe bid. He knows that he needs that physical presence because he know if you're going to try and gain yards over a Qatari bid, you have got to try and get him anywhere. And right mm. now, Sheikh Jassim is not there in person. So if Jim Ratcliffe is there in person, he's not like, right. Okay, no, there's a one up from me. Um, well, we'll see what happens. It's, it sounded like both of the talks were positive, uh, and that both of the bids are going to be increased bids. I think we all still feel that when it comes to the financial comparison of the bids, there's only one winner there. Um, which is the right one for Manchester United? It still needs a wider conversation around the sort of cultural conversations of Manchester United, what it would mean. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get Andy Mitten on for a chat around that. That'll be really good. I'm also going to get Nuruddin, uh wrote that book there. Is it Inshallah in United, a story of faith and football? Um, Bid a genius on Twitter. Always, uh, always admired him he's, he's, a, he's a good dude but I want to speak to him about the cultural mm. con- conversation around the takeover too so lots more to come but we've got a little break from football so maybe you won't hear us speaking about results anytime soon but if you've enjoyed the podcast make sure you leave a five star review wherever you're, wherever you're listening to it and Val go and get some sleep mate.
1: I am mate enjoy the special <laughs> break <laughs>
0: This is a United People's
1: TV and Listening Dog Media production. Sports Social Podcast Network.